1: I'm Griffin Youngs, joined by Christian Bolay coming at you with an emergency edition of the show. The Avalanche have made a really unexpected trade. This came out of totally left field. No one saw this trade coming anytime soon. But the Avalanche have acquired Matt Nieto once again from the San Jose Sharks and Ryan Merkley in exchange for Jacob McDonald and Martin Cout. This is a real interesting trade. In most other instances, we might not have had an emergency pod, but just the fact that it's Matt Nieto coming back to Colorado and Martin Kaut getting traded out of Colorado, there's there's surprisingly a lot to discuss with this. There is a lot to discuss. And I feel
0: like we had, I remember we had talked about this probably like three weeks ago where it was like, doesn't Matt Nieto kind of make sense for what we need right now? Um, I can't remember the exact time we talked about yeah. it, but um, I know it had come up in conversation. But I personally like it. It fills a big hole. Like you, you had a massive hole in your lineup in that fourth line. Matt Nieto knows the system. He's not like bringing back Carl Soderberg or Patrick Nemeth because those guys were washed at this point. Matt Nieto, Matt Nieto's not washed. Um, so I, I think it's a good trade, and you give Martin Kout the scenery change that he probably needs and hopefully he gets going um and Jacob McDonald I mean in, if everyone's healthy he's not playing like let, let's be real you traded you traded uh two guys who weren't playing on your NHL team for an NHL player and and very intriguing prospect
1: yeah i mean that's definitely the way i look at this so far the way i kind of break this down is The Avs, I feel like, are definitely getting the better of this trade, at very least at first glance, because I think you have to break this into two parts. Matt Nieto for Jacob McDonald, Martin Kaut for Ryan Merkley. You look at Nieto for McDonald, you're getting a more proven NHL forward for a depth NHL defenseman that can play forward. But also one of the things I didn't really think about until today is that I almost forgot we signed Jacob McDonald to a two-year contract this offseason. So the Sharks are getting a more cost-controlled option for the rest of this season and next season, while we're getting something that we need now, desperately, with Matt Nieto, a guy that we know, we are familiar with, and is just genuinely a really good bottom six option. And he's been he's been good with the Sharks this season. I, I thought he was way older than 30, but <laughs> I, I was just looking at that. It's like, there's no way this guy's 30. Like, what? this is crazy. I thought he would be like 36. Yeah. Like, he's only 30 years old. He has, I believe, eight goals, seven assists so far this season. Like very Andrew Cagliano-esque numbers, which is exactly what we need right now in the bottom six. And what have I been saying for weeks? You can't, you're not icing 12 skaters right now on your offense. You're icing three lines out there. And now you add Nieto back into that mix, even if some guys are still going to be out. We're finding out today that Nichushin is going to be out for tonight against the Ducks, but Dennis Morgan is back. You can finally ice a full offense for once, which you haven't been able to do in months.
0: Months. Like it's crazy to think about. The only thing I, I did not realize Matt Nieto was minus 22. Uh, but it's if you yeah, that's it's the sharks. sharks. Like the, the, I looked at that and I was like, Oh, that's kind of concerning. You go, Oh wait, he plays for the sharks and the sharks are terrible. Um, but yeah, li- like you said, it gives the Avs 12 skaters. Like it, it, it gives them 12 NHL forwards. Um, so I, I really, really like it. it. It's a very, very important piece that we're missing. It's not a great sign for Darren Helm. Um, I was, because, I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Because I don't think they make this trade if Darren Helm's going to return this regular season. Now, if Darren Helm can return for the postseason, watch the fuck out. Our bottom six is going to be fucking loaded. But I think Matt Nieto's a good replacement for Darren Helm. He's honestly a little bit younger. He's he's not a center, which kind of sucks, Um, but he fills that pa- penalty kill role that Darren Helm had, and he's a pretty darn good penalty killer.
1: Yeah. Nieto just does a lot of things that this team needs right now. And as we have seen before with him, it's just so funny that these are the only two teams that he is allowed to be on in his Correct. career. He was claimed off of waivers by the abs when they were, they were garbage. And then just part of the big turnaround in Colorado helps bring us back to the playoffs and everything. One of my favorite Nieto moments was that shorthanded goal he scored against Calgary in game two. Yep. And then he signs a contract with the sharks again and now they're terrible. And now he's coming back to Colorado when they're back on the up. So it's just a funny boomerang for Matt Nieto so far in his career. But I I really love this addition, especially when you look at it as Nieto for McDonald. Jacob McDonald in the COVID-shortened season was a pretty decent option on the back end, especially as we dealt with some McCar injuries and some injuries on the back end. He was a pretty decent option. Even earlier in last season, he wasn't too bad. Then he took that headshot against Florida, knocked him out for the rest of the season. And he's had his opportunities with a lot of injuries so far this season. It just, it hasn't clicked. And I think I even said it last episode, if Curtis McDermott's producing more than you, that's not great for your job security here. And the Avs just didn't seem like they had any more use for him at this point. And the Sharks, it looks like they will, because they're not a very good team. And they need bodies. He's cost-controlled for next season as well. And now you're getting a guy in your bottom six that you know you can play every night. Matt Nieto is going to be starting in the playoffs too. This is a good bottom six option.
0: And he has playoff experience and he knows the Av system. And I was honestly kind of bummed when, when he left because I, he was one of my favorite bottom six guys, but that's just kind of the nature of the business. Bottom six guys. They all just kind of rotate in and out of like a, a really important one. And then they go to another team and you're like, Oh, I forgot about him. Um, but I'm excited to get Matt Nieto back. It fills a massive, massive hole for the abs. Um, and like you were saying with Jacob McDonald, uh, it, he, he, it was, it become obvious that he was going to be the odd man out. Like we were talking about in the last episode, where it's like, who's going to be the sixth, seventh defenseman on this team when everyone's healthy? And I don't think either of us said Jacob McDonald was going to be it. I mean, you had Andreas England.
1: Yeah. I don't even think McDonald's eight.
0: Yeah. Cause you have Andreas England and Brad Hunt, who have both, I think, been better than what Jacob McDonald's been this year yeah.
1: and on the you, defensive you, side. So you can say anything you want about Curtis McDermott he's had his uses this season and i'd even put mcdermott ahead of mcdonald just the way they've been playing right now if you're asking me to build a team from scratch i wouldn't do that but just for the way they've played so far this season even mcdermott's ahead of him
0: yeah so he had kind of played his way out of favor um and like you said it's it is a bummer because it all kind of after he took that headshot from ryan lomberg and was concussed and missed the rest of the year it really kind of went like he just wasn't the same player he he was. Cause I remember in that COVID short season, he was awesome. Like yeah. he was like, Oh, who's this Jacob McDonald guy? Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I think this is kind of the best case scenario for him because he'll get to go to a San Jose Sharks team. He's probably gonna play every night and he'll get some get some decent ice time, I imagine.
1: Yeah, I imagine so. And again, it's just so cool to see Matt Nieto back in Colorado. I mean, you you literally talked about this. I'll I'll have to find that clip once I'm done here, but I'll have to find that clip of of you saying that. But yeah, it's great to see Nieto back. It's a shame to see McDonald go cuz McDonald's just such a good dude even still. Like just one of the nicest dudes in the NHL. So I hope San Jose ends up treating him well, but just to to wrap up this portion of the trade, Nieto is is what the Avs need right now. They just need another guy. And to be able to land a guy like Nieto for a guy that you probably weren't going to use beyond any portion of the season once one of Byram or Manson comes back into the lineup is just really smart business. It's really smart business.
0: If you look at the two trades the Avs have made this year, they made trades for guys who are currently going to be in the AHL and we got NHL caliber players. Yes,
1: I, honestly, I didn't even think about the Morgan trade until you just brought it up. We've made two really solid additions to our team so far for players that we really did not have any use for anymore. We have not given up a single draft pick for Dennis Morgan or Matt Nieto so far guys that men Morgan's going to be back tonight against the ducks guys that are going to fit what we're trying to do better. It's just, it's such smart business and you, you really don't see it's such a simple thing, but you don't see other teams do stuff like this. Yeah.
0: You don't. And the abs are just uh, we're hashtag blessed because uh, because we're, our GM, our president of Hockey Ops are just smarter than a majority of the rest of the league. I mean, they, they
1: just do things like other GMs don't do anything like you look at Lou Lamorello and I wanted to talk about this last episode, but I never brought it up. How many trades did Lou Lamorello make the entire calendar year of twenty twenty two?
0: Was it zero? Oh, it was one. Um, he traded oh, Romanov. Yeah, Romanov. he traded
1: the thirteenth overall pick for Romanov, and then made like zero free agency signings. And Islanders fans are rightfully like, "Dude, what do you do here?" And I also find it funny that like when the Abs were struggling a couple of weeks ago, everyone's kind of like, "Oh, a move's got to be made." Now we're on our biggest winning streak of the season, and then that's when the move is made because no one on this team panics. Everyone here knows what they're doing.
0: Mm-hmm. There's no panic in this uh in this front office and in that locker room, and you add a guy who's very well liked and respected by this team, and Matt Nieto. Um, it, it's going to be a home run addition. You're not going to expect Matt Nieto to go for 15 goals, but he's going to play at least 12 to 14 minutes a night, and he's going to be a solid depth option on the fourth line.
1: Yeah, it's just with Darren Helm with this addition, like you mentioned, probably likely out for at very least the rest of the regular season could potentially be career ending is some of the, the hushed whispers that's been going around really hope that's not the case. But if that is the case, adding the back into the lineup fills that void that you're going to be missing with Darren Helm almost seamlessly because he is, this exact same player as helm almost even except younger and maybe with a little bit more scoring touch i mean what i love about nieto's game is he just scores nothing but greasy greasy goals like bottom of the deep fryer goals he is right in front of the net banging in pucks and he's just done it his entire career that's his and that'll be his job he'll just stand in front of the net deflect pucks whack him in and just such a great addition for what this team's trying to do. And in the playoffs, oh, just imagine that bottom six. You're throwing Nieto out there with Cagliano and Logan O'Connor. Like That's the kind of line that's going to drive a team wild.
0: Without a doubt. So it's a, it, it, it's it, If you're great in this trade, I give the Avs an A. Um, I, I think it's a really solid trade for the Avs. You bring in someone who still has some juice left in the tank in Matt Nieto. He's played in Colorado. He knows Bednar's system. Nathan McKinnon loves him. Um, you're just adding a good locker room piece. And I think that's what goes. Uh, I think that's really important when you're building a team is the guys have to like each other. And then by all accounts, the Av's locker room is just, it, it's, they love each other. Like they, they, they love spending time together. Like even Nazem Kadri last year was talking about how hard it was to leave the boys. You have Darcy Kemper talking about how hard it was to leave. Like, it's a completely different, like you look at the different ends of the spectrums. So we talked about the Canucks last episode. It seems like everyone in that locker room fucking hates each other. They despise each other. And then you have the Avs locker room where it's like, yeah, they're all just chilling their buddies and they they know what they're trying to accomplish.
1: Yeah. And I think that's a very good transition to the next topic of this trade, Martin Cout for Ryan Merkley. I want to start with Ryan Merkley just because that fits so well with what you were just talking about is that. Ryan Merkley was drafted in 2018 by the San Jose Sharks, a few picks after Martin Kaut. He could have been a top 10 pick in that draft, but the biggest thing about him, a lot of teams had them had him on their do not draft list because of these supposed attitude issues that he had. Then he was drafted by the Sharks, 21st overall, and we really just never heard too much about him again. So the report is that Ryan Merkley asked for a trade out of the Sharks this season. And I'm glad you brought the locker room stuff because this is going to be what Ryan Merkley needs, I think. And we don't know if those attitude issues are still even a thing. But if they are, this locker room will not tolerate it.
0: Without a doubt, they won't. Um, it's it's one of those things where, like, don't you hear, like, attitude stuff more with, like, NFL draft prospects? You don't really hear that with NHL draft prospects. Right. Um, but that that, that's obviously a concern. You have to be a little concerned about that. But I think the leaders in this room, with Cogliano, McKinnon, Branton, and Eric Johnson, Capier, Landeskog, that shit ain't gonna fly in that locker room, man. Like it's it's just simply not gonna fly. Um, so I'm not super worried about that. Uh, but he seems he's an intriguing prospect. He he's an intriguing prospect because, like you said, he could have easily been a top ten pick in that 2018 draft. Granted, the 2018 draft was Dog shit um, When it came to talent Outside of like uh, Rasmus Dallin And uh, Svechnikov And who else do we say Joel Farabee
1: Yeah it was Farabee And uh, Brady Kachuk Were basically like One of the big Pieces of that draft But yeah, yeah I mean Merkley Probably comes in here As probably one of the most Intriguing prospects In Colorado now Because he was Talked about this Boomer bust pick That you take a chance On him He could really turn Into a really solid Even top pair Defenseman for you It hasn't really worked out in San Jose so far, but there is talent there with him. And this could be, we could look at this in three years and be like, the Avs are just the best organization (laughs) in sports. They got another guy for free in another prospect swap, same way they did with Ryan Graves all those years ago in the Chris Begris trade and turned him into another top four defenseman. Or we could be looking at this and being like, Ryan Merkley was a disaster. There are so many ways I think this can go with this guy. I'm leaning towards the kid's grown up and he's going to be in an organization that's trying to win. But we also probably have to acknowledge he's probably not going to see the avalanche this season.
0: No, I mean, I kind of see this in a different light where it's, this is a no lose trade for the abs in my opinion. Um, Because if he turns out to be like a good NHL defenseman, he's going to go up and play with the abs. If he doesn't, you traded Martin count who you gave, Ample opportunities to to do stuff and he just couldn't produce. Um, so for me, this is a no lose type of deal for him, um, because if he turns in, if Merkley turns into a good prospect and he turns out to be the right handed D, we're kind of missing in the in the organization, then we're going to look very smart. But if he fails like it, he's going to fail in the AHL. So it's really not the end of the world, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. And I completely agree. I mean, when you look at what we gave up, Martin Cout had his chances here. Is This is the end of the Martin Cout experiment. And this was the only way forward, not just for us, but for him. There was no other way he was going to get into the NHL again. And we'd said this probably a while ago when he got sent down back to the Eagles again, is the only way this guy is going to make it back into the NHL is with a prospect swap because he's gone through waivers two or three times this season, unclaimed. He has no trade value right now. The only way to move forward with this is to find another prospect that a team does not want and see if we can somehow find a way to make that click in the future. Count had his chances here. He played over 30 games. I believe this season picked up one goal in the, in the overseas game and just never did much else with it. He had top six minutes there could not have been a more perfect opportunity for Martin count this season Then with all the injuries that this team had and the pretty decent training camp that he had as well, he got top six miss with guys like Newhook and Rantanen and just never never did anything with it. And that's not to say Martin Kaut can't play in the NHL in the future. Maybe just a change of scenery is what he needs. This trade is a win for him. It's a win for the Avs. It's a fresh start for Ryan Merkley. It's just when you look at this, it seems like Merkley has the chance to be the better player in the NHL, but you really can't tell right now. You, you kind of know what count is. The only way the abs like quote unquote lose this trade is if couch shows this all of a sudden flash and potential that I don't think he even knows that he has right now, the abs would not be giving up on this guy if they were not completely certain.
0: Oh, and I, I think the abs are completely certain. Like it, it, it was, it was, it was time. It was time for him to move on. It, it really was. Like I I thought Martin Kaut was given his chances. Um, I feel like the Avs did not rush him in the slightest in his development. Um, he spent a couple of years in the Eagles before he even like sniffed the NHL roster because he hadn't played in North America before. So was, they were getting him acclimated to the North American ice. Um I I just think it was time. Like the, there's times when it's just you need to move on from prospects. And I, I think I, I hope Martin Cout goes and he turns into a solid NHL player um, because the tools are there. Like he, he's he's got the frame to be an NHL player. Like He's a big bodied wing that a lot of teams would want. Um, it's just he hasn't put it all together yet. And you're talking about a guy who's going into year five in the North America at this point now. Like you, you probably should put it together by now. And we just haven't seen it yet. So I completely agree with you. I don't know um, if Merkley is going to turn into this stud prospect, but he, he, at least the potential of like, right. we don't know what he is yet is right. there like, with Martin count. There's no potential left on our, on our side. Maybe the sharks see the potential in him, but for us that there's just nothing else there.
1: Hey everybody. Hope you've been enjoying this episode so far. Interrupting to bring you a word from our sponsor at draft Kings Sportsbook. Four NFL teams, two conference championship games, and only a few more shots to win big on the playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. If you're not a new customer, you can still feel the conference championship thrills with stepped-up same-game parlays. Take your shot at an even bigger payout and boost your winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. New customers can bet just $5 on the conference championships and get 200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now, back to the episode. Yeah. And Merkley right now is just going to be a shiny new toy for a little while. He, the the best way to describe Ryan Merkley, he's a mystery box. You have absolutely no idea what this guy is going to be. He could be a total dud, a total flame out in the AHL, and he's put on waivers or traded again. Or there is the chance that this works really well. And now all of a sudden you have a, a young defenseman that after you traded Justin Barron last year, you have another defensive prospect in your system that could be really well and work in the future and could be like a young cost-controlled option, maybe even as soon as next season or two years from now. But there's just, there's so many ways that this can go at the moment. And with Martin Kaut, maybe just what he needs, maybe the pressure of Colorado and like the Stanley Cup window and everything, sometimes for some players, that can be a lot. And just going to San Jose and knowing that Today, I'm going to play on the third line. And tomorrow, I'm going to play on the third line. Can do a lot for a guy's mindset. Andre Burakovsky in Washington would go from top line to scratched to fourth line to second line to scratched again. He comes to Colorado. And he plays on the second line. That's his job. He's the second line guy. And look what happened to him. It's just sometimes a lack of consistency can really screw with a guy's head. The amount of pressure to like, okay, Cal, when you come up to the NHL, you got to be this bona fide nhl or right away there's really no time in san jose you don't need to be good in fact, in fact they don't want to be good if you're good if he's good with san jose this season that's the total bonus for them they're trying for bedard right now so i hope the best for martin count he had his chances here and this is the way forward for him in his career and with ryan merkley like i said the shiny new toy you, n- you really never know with a a guy like this who has all this skill, but just hasn't put together. Cause sometimes one day it just clicks one day. It just clicks. And these guys are superstars. Look at Val Val was a a castaway in Dallas. And one day, even like two years into Colorado, it just clicked. And he turned into this superstar with us. It happens a lot. There's also the way that maybe Merkley isn't much. And maybe he's like a bottom six guy, maybe even similar to a Jacob McDonald in a way, but the way you describe it, the abs. It's really tough for them to lose this deal.
0: Yeah, because the thing is, is if he doesn't touch the NHL, uh, what would you lose? Like, and unless Martin Kout turns into like a a certified like bottom six winger, which I think is probably the max for his potential right now. Yeah, I, I, I'd probably say that's the max for Martin Kout. Um, I think that's the only way you lose his trade. But if Ryan Merkley ends up being this like locker room pain in the ass, he doesn't touch the NHL. He right. just doesn't. And, and also, fine. I have to
1: say that Joe Sackick and Chris McFarland would not make this trade if they did not do their homework first on Ryan Merkley. I mean, I remember the Merkley thing in the 2018 draft pretty well. Like, no one could really point to anything in particular. So, I think right away we know this isn't like a Mitchell Miller situation or anything like right. that. This is just a guy who's just kind of a pain in the ass. We haven't heard anything since then. There's been no like documented like Ryan Merkley's a real piece of shit incident. And Sackick and McFarland would not be making this deal if he was just such a a horrible person that no one could tolerate being around him. They know. And if it doesn't work out here and he's a pain in the ass, guess what? He'll be traded again. And it's...
0: I think that the potential's there. Uh, He's not going to touch the NHL this season. Uh, The Eagles have been... Pretty solid um in developing their talent. I, I think he's going to fit in really good down there. And like you said, with the trade, with the trade of Justin Barron last year, Andrew Hellison, like you, you're kind of thin on D prospects. Like you you need to get some prospect pool back up because we were talking about that a couple episodes ago. It's like the Avs prospect pool, not that great. Yeah. Like and the guys that are at the top of it, I don't know if I'd really want to trade them with John Luke Foodie and Oscar O'Lousen. I, I
1: don't I don't really know if I'd want to trade them. Um, I I wouldn't be comfortable doing that at all. And with Merkley, I mean, Kout, I don't even think you could really even consider a prospect anymore with this team. You knew what Kout is and what he's going to be. With Merkley, at very least, it's something new. It's something different. Maybe he comes in here and just completely turns his career around. Maybe he doesn't. But even still, right now, he's a pretty good prospect in the system. I'd probably put him top five in our prospect pool right now.
0: I'd agree. I I mean, that that just kind of shows you how slim our pickings are, but that that's the cost of winning a Stanley cup championship. And that's what it takes to win a Stanley cup. Um, so I'm interested to see how that goes. I'm hoping Martin cow and for Jacob McDonald, they get the time, like the ice time. They, they need to be successful NHL players and they have successful careers after leaving the Aves. Um, cow, it's really one of those ones. It's a bummer, but it happens a lot more in the NHL than you think. There's just a ton of guys who don't live up to expectations of first round draft picks, and it's just kind of the nature of the business. Like, I mean, Tyson Joe's. Everyone loved him, but that trade last year was the right trade to make for the team, and he's doing well in Buffalo now.
1: Yeah, it's, but... it took even another change of scenery for Joe to even find a role in Buffalo. He's yeah. been halfway decent in Buffalo so far. We haven't talked about it at all. Sometimes guys just need stuff like this. Yeah. And it, it's, you hope they
0: turn out to be great, but, uh, I I'm hoping the best for those guys. Uh, I, I think the abs on paper right now, they won this trade because they got the NHL caliber player, um, and, and a prospect. yeah. And, and, and a not half bad prospect. So I think the abs won this trade, uh, for the sharks. This is one of those things where you're trying to be worse. Like Griffin was saying, you want bedard and their team's probably going to be too good to get bedard. Um, but it's it, it. In my opinion, this is a home run trade for the ABS, and it kind of sets in motion. Like because we were talking about last episode, the trade deadline. It's probably going to be really fucking boring this year because there's just not a guy, lot of guys available. It's going to be a lot of small trades like this. Um, so I'm I'm interested to see what the ABS do because they, like you said, they've made two trades this year and have not had to trade a single draft pick yet.
1: Yeah, they've so, just made two really smart business deals so far, and. I think the trade deadline leading up to it's going to be pretty boring. It's like We're going to be talking about Horvat and Taze and Kane and all these like big names, I think, up until the last day because the prices on them are just so ridiculously high right now that it's going to take forever to teams to talk them down. We're probably going to see trades like this trickle in. I don't see the Avs making another move really until the trade deadline. Agreed. Like unless like something goes horribly wrong, they're going to be getting trade deadline additions before the deadline. They're right. already getting Malgan back. They're going to be getting Byron and Manson back after the all-star break. Makar, I forget. I can't believe I didn't mention this. Makar's back tonight against the Ducks. He's playing. Uh, I did say Nachushkin's out, but they'll get Nachushkin back again. They're, oh, they're- he's
0: probably, Nachushkin's probably just resting these last two games for the all-star yeah. break. and If is like,
1: not, not back after the all-star break, something's really wrong. I mean, it's, a, Correct. it's like a two-week break. If he's not back before that, there's going to be something really wrong, but I doubt this team makes another move really before like the immediate trade deadline or like the time surrounding it. Cause they're, they're looking pretty set right now.
0: Oh yeah. Without a doubt. They're looking pretty good. So, um, it's, it's just going to be interesting to see how this trade plays out. I'm excited for Matt Nieto. He's wearing number 83. So it's not like we have to adjust to a new number on the ice. Um, but he's playing tonight against the Ducks, and there's no better first opponent to go against than the Ducks because they are trash.
1: Um, Honestly, I, I'm shocked that he's playing tonight. It seems like every time we play or trade for a new guy, he doesn't play for like three weeks.
0: Well, it's because we didn't trade for someone in Canada.
1: Yeah. Well, i am just gotten so used to the fact that, like, oh, great, so we'll see Nieto against Pittsburgh somehow because there'll be something that like holds him back until after the All-Star break. I was, Yeah,
0: it, it's true, but he's, he's Long Beach native. Yeah,
1: Long Beach native. So, Long Beach native, Long Beach native Matt Nieto.
0: Cause he's got, he's got that American citizenship. So he doesn't have to worry about visas or anything like that. Um, but I'm excited to see him. I, I think he's going to be a very um, important player. We'll look back on this trade and be like, can you imagine, can you believe we got uh, Matt Nieto for Jacob McDonald at the end of the year? And he'll be like, yeah. fuck yeah. Um, so, and I'm excited to see the Fortnite streams with him and McKinnon again, because oh, awesome. those, those two play Fortnite all the time. So I imagine those will be pretty solid. Um, but Overall, I agree with you. This is probably going to be, I I don't know. Like, do you think this is the last trade for a while?
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, really, when you look at all the guys that are coming back and everything, Nieto fills that void that we've been trying to fill all season long. And you're already going to get Mulgan back as well. You really don't need to add too much at the moment. And then when you get to the trade deadline, and also I think you need to give it time to see how everyone comes back and then see and reevaluate at the trade deadline exactly what you need. But even with Matt Nieto, I also wanted to bring up like, I don't think he's leaving this time. If he really works out well here again, I can definitely see this being another Cagliano Helm situation where it was like, you did great with us. Here's a million bucks. Stick around for two more years. We know him. He's a guy that works well with this system. And we do this. We don't just trade for players and usually just let them walk for free. We make use of guys like this.
0: Yeah, we do. And it's going to be it's interesting. To say the least. Um, and I really, really think that uh, I think he he sticks around this time and hopefully we win a cup for him because he's he was an integral part in that rebuild for this Avs team. I remember when we claimed him, I was like, that's a pretty sneaky claim uh, for yeah. a bad Avs team. And he turned out to be a very important part. And when he left, it was kind of like, ah, damn.
1: No, I remember, no, no, I remember Matt, he looked I remember he looked pretty upset about it because the abs were so bad at that point. He was going from a really good Sharks team to an abs team that looked like they weren't doing anything anytime soon. And then you give it a couple of years, all of a sudden he's coming back. They're like, wow, Nieto loves Colorado, and we all love him.
0: And like you said, I still can't believe he's 30. I can't believe it. That's crazy. It's a crazy concept to me that he's 30 years old. I, I, I would have thought the guy was 35, but uh, – Overall, I'm really excited for it, and it's a fun Ducks game tonight. kale McCarr's back. Um, I'm trying to think, do you have anything else for this emergency pod? I know we only talked,
1: like, what, a day ago, so <laughs> I don't know if much has changed too much. I mean, not a whole not a whole lot. I mean, I feel like that pretty much covers most of the trade. I mean, when you look at the 2018 draft. I mean, Cal went 16th, Merkley went 21st. A lot of these guys are looked at as busts. Who else are you picking in this draft? I mean, it's not right you obviously have keandre miller at 22 you have rasmus sandin at about 29 other nah, than this, i
0: still i season. i still think rasmus sandin's a little overrated but that's but
1: just even my that's exactly my point like he's like the second guy i brought up on this list there's not a ton of options like even like late draft steals like there's sharon sharon govich in new jersey he was 140 41st overall I guess you can call Cowen and Merck like, oh, they didn't live up to it. I don't think anybody in this draft really has. It kind of of does soften the blow a little bit. Oh, uh,
0: yeah. You didn't miss out on anyone. Uh, Like, for the abs pick, like, would have been sick, but, I mean.
1: He only just emerged last season.
0: Yeah. And, like, like Darlene's really, I think Darlene's, like, blossomed into a top 10 NHL defenseman in this league. Um, Svechnikov, in my opinion, is a little bit overrated. I, I, he's good, but he, I think he's a little overrated than Cockton Yemi is uh, the most overpaid third liner in the NHL So <laughs> the that draft kind of stunk I do like Brady Kachuk a lot I, I think he's a good hockey player He's just kind of withering away in Ottawa
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just a really crappy draft Now that we're almost five years removed from it at this point But yeah, I I really like this trade for the Avs If I had to grade it, I'd absolutely give them an A They're getting the better player that I, I thoroughly believe that they're just going to keep if he works out here again. And Ryan Merkley has the potential, or at least has the potential to be the better player than Martin Kout. I can see Cout becoming an NHLer, but I really can't see him being much more than what he is right now. Merkley has that skill set; it just has not come together.
0: And I think it will. Um, and it kind of goes back. Was 2018 also was that the first year we could do the pick swap with Ottawa?
1: yes but that because if
0: so the Avs made a great decision once again in that because could you imagine if they pick swapped into that shitty draft in 2018
1: well well, doesn't ottawa get that choice i think ottawa kept was it ottawa i think i think it was ottawa could have given us the fourth overall pick that year or chanced next year's being the first overall pick and so they what idiots yeah well they knew they were going to end up drafting brady kachuk most likely and they did get Kachuk out of it, and but that could have backfired on them really bad if we got Jack Hughes. Oh,
0: could you imagine? Oh, Jesus! Yeah, I mean, but if you think about it, if if you can go rewrite history, the Senators would much rather have Bo Byram because their defense is terrible,
1: and I, I think they'd rather have Brady. Really? I think they would say they would rather have Brady.
0: Well, obviously they'd say that, but well, in well, hindsight, I mean,
1: well, Brady is like. A, a good, at least close to point per game player, Bo's still unproven. I'm totally with you on that. They would definitely want Byron for their defense, but Byron hasn't been healthy enough to prove himself yet.
0: True. True. But I, I just look at like what, like the senators need this trade deadline and you're like, Oh, they could really use a defenseman <laughs> and they, they kind of fucked up there, but yeah, 2018 draft, stinky poo poo, 2019 draft, pretty solid. This draft's going to be insane. Um, and and the abs didn't like you can't do revision it's not like when we look back on this martin Kout pick it's not going to be like when the bruins had like those back to back to back this is nothing close to that. like (laughs) it's one of those ones
1: yeah it's exactly my point where it's not like we missed out on like kyle connor matt barzal sebastian aho and like all the players the bruins missed in 2015 it's like we missed out on keandre miller like okay.
0: okay The 2015 draft was one of the greatest drafts of all time. And the Bruins had three straight first round picks. This team could have won like eight Stanley Cups if they hadn't really the right drafted. I
1: really don't think we talk about this enough. Like it's brought up enough that everyone knows about it. This is the wildest thing I've ever seen. Jacob Zaboral, Jake DeBrusque, Zach Seneshin, and the next three picks are Matt Barcel, Kyle Connor, and Thomas Shabbat. The Bruins have three cups if they draft those guys.
0: Without a doubt. It would be they'd be unstoppable. It would be hilarious. Oh, but let's be real—the Bruins would have traded them like they traded Sagan away for for peanuts on the dollar.
1: But that cracks me up. Such a wild thing (laughs) that to even have three straight first round picks, especially in a draft that good, and you get one player out of it, is some of the worst drafting I have ever seen. Especially when the next three are all top. Top pair of players, Barzell's top line in the Islanders. Kyle Connor is one of the best goal scorers in the NHL. And Shabbat would be really good in Boston. He would be.
0: We got to start preparing ourselves because Don Sweeney's probably gonna win executive of the year.
1: He already has. It's yeah, the executive of the year is such a dumb award anyway. Lou won yeah. twice in a row.
0: We just got to prepare ourselves for that because Don Sweeney's probably one of the worst GMs in the NHL, he's just kind of lucked out um talent evaluators. So it it'll be very funny when he wins that and we'll look back on that and be like how the fuck did this guy who got fired a year after because after this year what are the Bruins going to be? Like what?
1: they will be a, they will be a hockey team for yeah, sure.
0: It, it will be a hockey team. So I just thought about that I'm like ah, Don Sweeney's going to win executive of the year and we're going to chuckle at that.
1: But yeah, I mean, just getting back to the trade as a whole, I love this for the Avs. Getting Matt Nieto back alone is such a win. And flipping Martin Cout for a guy with more potential—that's going to be a project for sure, but has the potential to really turn into something good for you. This is a total win for the Avs in every which way. This is an absolute A plus trade.
0: Agreed. I uh, I won't go A plus. I'm just going to go A, just just for the sake of being different. I'll go A.
1: Okay. Well, <laughs> At least. Fair enough. So I mean, this is—I know this is a little late for an emergency pod, but you know, Christian was on a plane and everything, and just broke it like eleven o'clock at night for me. So we're doing this as early as we can. The Avs play the Ducks tonight. I mean, I guess I guess we can give a little prediction now. Now that we kind of know how things are going again, he's still going. It's going to be close.
0: Yeah, just because I this game's going to produce some fuck shit for me. I just the, the, the Ducks always do. John Gibson's eight and twenty this year, and he's going to have his best game of the year tonight.
1: Probably, but even still, with Makar back, I'm going, the abs crush him.
0: I hope you're right, and I'm wrong.
1: So, yeah. <laughs> so, again, thank you all so very much for tuning in to this emergency edition of the Tell It Is podcast. Again, that is Matt Nieto and Ryan Merkley in exchange for Jacob McDonald and Martin Kaut. I can't see this as being anything other than a total win for the abs. Great trade. Can't wait to see how it goes. We're going to see Nieto tonight. Maybe he'll end up producing by the time you're already listening to this, but we'll be back on Sunday recording on Saturday after the blues games could be two episodes where there's like sunshine on my face. Christian's so used to seeing me in the dark. And so we'll be back then after the blues game. Thank you so very much for tuning in as always. If you want to go see the abs in person, you can use promo code tell it, it is on SeatGeek for $20 off your first order of $50 or more. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at G Young's NHL. You can follow Christian at Christian underscore Belay, and you can follow the show at Tell It As It Is. Again, thank you so very much for tuning in, and we will catch you all next time. But until then, let's go Abs.